0: Hello, hello everybody. Welcome back to the Serato Twitch channel. I am your host, Matt Perry, aka Cut Corners, and this is Unscripted. Uh, Unscripted is a show about the power of music, where uh, we have a new guest every week. Well, every every time I want, <laughs> we go live anyways. Um, but anyways, today's guest is a really good friend of mine. Her name is Spinarita. She's one of my favorite DJs and friends from LA. And man, I've learned so many great, awesome tunes from Spinarita. She's a lovely person. She's a total inspiration. Um, and it's my pleasure to have her on the show. So won't you please join me in welcoming Spinurita to Unscripted. What up?
1: Hi, how are you?
0: <laughs> it's so good to have you here, Spinurita.
1: Thank you for having me. I appreciate it.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank you so much for being our guest. Um, it's great to have you on the show. Finally, I know we've talked about it for a while. And um, yeah, it's it's awesome. I've known you for, geez, like at least three or four years now, right?
1: yeah it's been a while now. we d j together oh uh, yeah. gosh, I was yeah they' probably like three, four years ago,
0: yeah, that was one of my favorite nights in l a actually. I was in Highland Park, right?
1: Yes, um at the I think it's still called eta
0: yeah, that was that was oh, and I remember track academics was there too. I think he came through, right
1: Mhm you yeah. guys were my special guests for a party I used to throw called Mighty, and you put me onto Gary Gritness, which I am so grateful for. love now, that dude
0: now am i am i correct uh you have a you've have you mentioned have you talked to to gary gritness before
1: yes i had him on my radio show um i I interviewed him um and now we're like good friends you know if i ever make it out to france again i know i can hit him up and like hopefully hang or something you know but yeah we definitely became friends because you introduced me to his music
0: oh man that makes me so happy because like i said i've learned untold amazing songs from your twitch streams and and your dj sets so that makes me really 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 happy um real quick i just want to give a shout out to a couple of people in the chat uh big up little dave from philly stick uh stick art i hope i'm saying that right we got twitches our radio uh dj devastator great to have you guys in the chat uh, i think we've got a, a raid coming in pretty soon from the homie dj Lowkey out in denver as well so yeah thank you guys all for tuning in and shout out to everyone who's um Tune in on, uh, uh, on YouTube or Spotify or wherever, wherever else you listen to this podcast. Thank you so much. Um, but yeah, like I said, um, you know, uh, I, I like I learn a lot of really great music from you, Spinner and I've really enjoyed your DJ streams, uh, you know, over the over the years. Um, and yeah, that's you're one of my favorites on Twitch because you always put me onto such cool music. So I'm really curious to know, like your journey with Twitch, because I feel like you're one of the success, success stories of that platform.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, Twitch definitely saved my career. It changed my career, honestly. Um, before the pandemic, I got laid off from my job. I was working a nine to five at Fox studios and I already was ready to get out the door. Um, I was ready to commit to being a DJ full time. Um, so before I was laid off, I had set up a full European tour. Um, and so I was getting ready to go. Uh, first stop was in Paris in March. So when they laid me off and gave me a good severance package, I'm like, I'm just going to go live in Europe. And I really wanted to move to London, actually. That was my goal, was to um, apply to grad school there at Goldsmiths and then stick around and just try and live out there. Um, so I was all hyped to go. I Luckily, I only bought one flight. I just bought the flight to Paris. And um, I started to work on like the Airbnbs and stuff like that. And then, you know, pandemic hit and... The promoters are still like, if you want to come. And I'm like, I don't think it's smart. It just seems like it's getting worse and worse. I don't want to be by myself out there. And then it like totally got shut down, you know? So it, we, that was it. And then folks were jumping on IG Live to DJ, and I kind of was hesitant. I was like, mm, I don't know. I don't have like the equipment, I don't have the little iRig or whatever we needed. It was also brand new. Yeah, it sold and, out too um, a lot yeah i was sold out i'm like i don't know what to do you know so i kind of hung low for a little and took that time to just chill because i was djing so much like literally my nine to five was kind of my side job because i was djing like just all the time um and then i took a break through the pandemic and hung out for a little and then i jumped on ig live i'm like you know i'm just gonna do sunday let's see what happens and I totally just put my phone as close to my my speaker as possible to like make sure the sound was coming out okay and you know you could see all the junk in our garage but that was you know that was the only place I could set up and so I called it Sunday School Music to Uplift Your Soul and then I just kept going on every Sunday on Instagram and then things started to change and they started like you know shut us down and then stop every 45 minutes and all that and so it was just kind of getting too much and then a good friend of mine darling chuck was like you got to get on twitch and i'm like what's that you know so she sent me an email with all these like steps and like what equipment i needed and all this and so i'm not really that tech savvy but and then it was pandemics i couldn't really have friends come and help me you know like Mm. it was just too crazy and weird and yeah so i slowly but surely like i bought a macbook pro thinking that was like the jam for streaming um and then what else i just you know try to set up my garage kind of look better than all the junk we had in there uh and then you know i tried it out i didn't know about the ethernet cord for the internet <laughs> like i just thought wi-fi was it and it was it was so hard to get on at first like my first streams were horrible they were just glitchy and. I cried one time because I was like, I'm trying so hard. Like I did like a launch of this t-shirt for a Sunday school and it didn't work. I was like, Twitch, I'm coming to you. And the stream was horrible. So I went on IG live and then finally um, I tested it and it was okay. I went live and it was cool for like an hour and then it started messing up. And out of nowhere, this guy, Amani Experience, was in my channel. And he's like, hey, like I can help you if you want to call me right now. Here's my number. And I'm like, what? Like sure so i called him and he helped me and he like fixed my stream and it you know after that i was i committed to streaming for a whole month straight um except for saturdays and so once i did that it just kept growing and growing like the viewership went from like 10 people to 20 to like 40 and i was like whoa like that's kind of a lot you know and then it was like 70 and it a 100 i'm like what the heck like And people were so nice on the platform. I couldn't believe it. I'm like, are you bots? Like, is this real? Like, it was like, we love you. We love you. We love what you're playing. And I wasn't playing, like, mainstream stuff, you know? Like, I just, it's not my style. So I just played what I loved. And I was like, well, hopefully they like it, you know? And so people were so sweet. Like, God, you're so dope. And at first, I couldn't believe it. And then now I see, like, the power of the Twitch community and how, you know, we're all at home and, trying to survive through whatever we however we could and my way was providing music and you know people come up to me now and tell me that I saved them through the pandemic but they also saved me like I didn't have anyone to play for like I you know was at home chilling not doing much and so to to be able to have an audience to play my music for saved me too and then it got me to places like DJing for Questlove's channel like one day I did a um a stream dedicated to the record label called 2000 black and it was all like broken beat and stuff and um the uh um Jazzy Jeff does a retreat called the playlist, playlist retreat oh yeah and mark mark brown who I became friends with through twitch texted me and said yo all the playlist homies are watching you right now I'm like what like what the heck and he's like yeah um uh oh gosh I can um Matt what's his name
0: Matthew Law Matthew
1: Matthew Law yeah. Matthew Law texted everybody in their group chat and told them Spinny is doing a broken beat set come over and it was literally like the who's who of like the DJ world and then in that same stream Jazzy Jeff was watching me and he followed me and I, I have a video of me being like tripping out like jazzy jeff what the fuck like like, (laughs) i'm like i can't believe this i'm like i'm so sorry for cussing but you know like no i that's what i said on on the video too (laughs) because he was on there like i'm sorry but you're like a legend you know because he had kairi chatham come to the the playlist retreat which was so awesome because Kylie is so um talented and more people need to know who he is so i'm so happy that jazzy jeff knows him and you know appreciates his work and so um yeah things like that i mean it just kept growing and growing and um now you know i, I made partner without even knowing like i you <laughs> know so cool. I, pe- people were like aren't you a partner yet and i'm like i don't know like i don't know how you get notified or what but i looked through my emails and there it was like oh you can apply for partner and i'm like oh shit!" so then i did it and then i got it and you know so it was pretty cool and like the community is just so awesome here you know absolutely
0: actually i want to i want to give a quick shout out we just got a raid from dj loki of the good music twitch Ah, community yeah and like that's a that's another person and a perfect example of what exactly what you're talking about like the good music twitch kind of crew is just like all these really lovely people that really appreciate good music um and Mm -hmm. you know good music in all its forms you know sometimes it is popular music sometimes it's not but you know definitely the like the music and what i love about your sets is it can be quite a, kind of kind of it can introduce you to new sounds that you may not know and broken beat is a perfect example of that uh you mm-hmm. know broken beats Great. you know like a i mean just for anyone who's in the chat who doesn't know what broken beat is you know it's like a, a very regional area uh, london kind of sound that was popular and, and especially in philadelphia you know thanks to people like king Britt and um yeah. and, and little dave actually and a lot of people but, you know, if, if if you didn't know about that music, you know, you kind of missed that whole, you know, that whole wave. Because that was like, what, 2000, like, Broken Beat was kind of popular in 2006, right? Would that be yeah, a yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. it was about 2006. Like, it's definitely from, like, West London. Yeah. Um, the Pioneers were, uh, you know, started off in, like, drum and bass, like, Digo and, and Mark Mack. And, you know, and then there's, like, Bugs in the Attic. I mean, I could go on forever about that. Broken beat, but it, I, actually, we're throwing a broken beat raid on Twitch. Um, I think Dave, do you know the dates? I don't know, Dave, little Dave's in the chat, but <laughs> I think the date, I think it's in September or maybe August, but I'm not, can't remember.
0: Yeah, Dave, if you do know the date, throw it in the chat, and I'll make sure we highlight it in the on on TV. But thank you so much for tuning in, and thanks to everyone from who came in from the raid. I see a lot of great uh, streamers in here. Uh, Hits Danny, we got Stank Palmer, Jagerus, we got uh, that Go Eris, the oh, super holly. mod um so yeah shout out tricks a million you know i know a lot of you guys you know really love these uh you know these kind of subgenres that are maybe not super well known but okay there we go august 14th um and that's going to be uh, a raid a broken beat raid on where, where what can you tell us some more info about that
1: um it's actually going to be uh i don't know who's starting it off i i actually just suggested you <laughs> to oh. be added to the lineup um <laughs> They were looking for somebody to open the set but um yeah it's august 14th with little dave dj radu um, record breakin', um and uh, apple jack and um, some other folks that are joining in um, and i have a bunch of broken beat vinyl that i'm just gonna like play and and do the thing so yeah come come through for that that's
0: awesome but you so do you um i guess since Things have started to open up. Um, how, how, how are you managing the the, the the like the Twitch stream schedule and real life gigs? Because I know that you're you've got a regular uh, monthly at the Ace Hotel, and I'm, I imagine you're probably still doing other work as well, right?
1: Yeah, you know, I actually took a little break from Twitch. I'm I'm jumping back on this week though, um, but I had to take a break because, it, like you said, things are opening up, and I was been getting booked um consistently have a residency at the ace hotel um throw a party with morris code and the Tropical Cat at gold diggers called odyssey um, i also did a one month um weekly party at melody lounge that was called aqua boogie all drum and bass and jungle which is my you know love since i'm a raver um are gonna get into so, that so yeah so um <laughs> it's been hard to be honest with you like i've been djing so much that i had to something had to give because i felt like it was going to be a burnout situation um i was like just playing all my music all the time and i'm like dude i can't keep buying new music like i need to save it for you know like live stuff or um and what's been cool is that the the in-person gigs are all different like i played made to move party alongside mama bear and dj swisha and jada lorraine Oh wow. um so that one i went super hard like techno and you know just like really hard hitting stuff and then like i said i did the jungle party um so i always try to diversify um the gigs that i take uh just to make sure that i'm having a good time and that things are fresh and new for like audiences are coming to see me and, and things and you know like so twitch is um i'm back this month because i'm throwing a big two-year twitch anniversary party um it's august 27th Trixamillion a million is playing hey. um dj epic uh Defunc is hosting i got rosie lokes a medina um and a whole cast of amazing streamers gonna be at Myris gallery so I'll put some info in the chat. Um, tickets are going on sale this week and it's just really to make some money to pay the DJs and the streamers and we're just gonna party it up. If you were at my one year anniversary party, it was insane. So I'm thinking that the two year is gonna be just as crazy. So I'm excited for that.
0: Absolutely. And I, if you haven't caught a spinurita stream, I highly recommend doing it. It's like a great time. The chat's crazy and there we go. Tricks a Million has thrown it in the chat here. Um, Thank you, Tricks. Um, super fun super super fun great music you, you just have nothing to lose it's all good all good vibes and all good music so highly recommend it um now Thank just you. while we're talking about twitch though um and you were talking a little bit earlier about all the kind of technical like hurdles and things like that um one of the people that i i mean you mentioned Darlene chuck who's also another great streamer great dj uh based out of new york um and i thought um i thought about one, uh, one of the people that was kind of helpful to the the twitch community um helped a lot of people that i know uh and you had him on your show was uh arabian prince formerly of nwa which is like Mm -hmm. an la legend you know um yeah can you talk about like uh how how he helped you or or just just how you guys met up or how that all came together because it's it's so cool
1: (laughs) yeah i know oh my gosh i couldn't believe it It was one of those things where i had honestly i'm dj like 10 years years ago in la and i'm like dude arabian prince is so dope you know and then when i was on twitch like there's literal legends on twitch like it's insane the amount of talent that's on twitch like jellybean benitez was in my chat like i'm like yo like how (laughs) are you finding me like so that was a situation with prince like he was in my chat and and it said og arabian prince as his name and i'm like is this really i said that is this really arabian prince and he's like yes it's really me i'm like oh my god like what up so he kept coming back around hanging out with with the crew um and then i i was realizing that this macbook pro that i'm actually on right now wasn't the jam for for streaming and my channel was growing so much that i felt like you know i think it's time to upgrade like you know better camera better you know streaming computer and so i was in i think it was like tweak music tips or uh cleveland terry's channel where they talk about all that stuff like how to improve your channel and i was in the chat like anyone know where i can buy a streaming computer i'm just gonna go to best buy if anything and they're like no hit up arabian Prince. He like builds them specifically for twitch djs and i'm like what oh my gosh so we had emailed before about stuff so i hit him up like hey i heard you sell these streaming computers he's like yeah totally so that day I bought a computer from him and that he gave me like the tears and what I wanted and I'm like yeah I can afford that so shout out to my community for helping me like I was like yo I think I'm gonna buy a new computer like any of the bits and um you know subscriptions you give I I'm just gonna put that all towards my gear so that's what I did and when he came and dropped it off he like specifically built it for me he dropped it off and i had the guts to ask him because i'm like into electro and like that's such la history that i asked him like would you ever be down to do a stream about electro funk like you know because you're like one of the pioneers and he was like yes totally and i'm like oh shit, cool you know like i i didn't know he's like celeb status you know so after that we had a, two legendary streams together i mean he performed like some NWA songs on the first one, and the chat was going crazy. DJ Lindsay, who you had on the show before, yeah, shout out me Lindsay. Like, Are you crying right now? I'm like, <laughs> he's literally doing NWA songs in my freaking garage. Like, this is so crazy, you know? It's um, the most
0: LA shit ever, for sure.
1: Yeah, yeah. totally. So, and he's like so down to earth and like the coolest dude ever, you know? And um, he brought the most rare electro records, I mean, records that i probably won't ever get to buy you know like he has one of one and so it was really cool he did like a history lesson too on the channel um and i luckily i i recorded it so i have a a recording of that stream and um yeah he's just super um uh, just great with with the twitch djs in the community i i don't see him um streaming as much but he was really on it. He had his own um, channel where he would like build computers on it and things like that. And it was just kind of cool to see all that tech stuff.
0: Yeah. I know uh, when I've met him uh, the very few times that I've, I've met him, he's very much uh, into tech and like, he really understands uh, all sorts of technology things. Like he's, like, I just assumed he was, like, a, just a legendary, like, electro-pioneer, you know, DJ. Same. Like, that's good enough for me, right? And then, no, he's like, no, yes. I am on this stuff, too. And I'm like, wow, dude, what can't you do? Like, you're just, like, good at everything. Totally. And he's, like, yeah, really fit and, like, he looks great. Like, oh, man, aspirational. He's a golfer.
1: Man. Like, he golfs at, like, 5 in the morning. I'm like, yo, what the heck? Like, yeah, he has, like, the most awesome car I've ever seen. It's, like, his license plate is, like, 808 beat. And, like, this oh is so gosh. cool. Like, yeah, I mean... Yeah, definitely an inspiration. Um, and, you know, just such a good person. And, yeah. it And like I said, there's like legends that are watching and, and observing. And um, I'm just so grateful that I was able to meet him and and get help on the tech stuff because now my channel looks so awesome because of the of the computer I got from him.
0: Okay, I got a question for you. This is not on the questions that I provided, but on your channel, actually, this reminds me. Um, for, uh, all for, throughout the whole thing, you've had various uh like other images in there, and one of the coolest things I love, and I I know we talked about this before, but you had an Air Max ninety five OG, <laughs> and you also had a OG Fire Red Air Jordan five, and I want to know this story. Like, what's What's your, why, why those two shoes? Cause those shoes are re- like two of my favorite sneakers of all time too. Oh my and I gotta know.
1: Me too. <laughs> Me too. Um, so a good friend that I also met through Twitch, um, Yi Jor, everybody knows Jordan, I'm sure in the chat. He used to stream a lot too. Um, we connected and he's just such a great designer. Uh, and so he did a design stream where he designed my overlays, my emotes, all, most of my emotes are by, um, Yijor. And so he was asking me questions of like, what do you, what do you like? Like, what's your style? I always see you wearing earrings, hoops, you know, um, what else do you like? And I'm like, I love kicks. Like kicks are my thing. Air max are my favorite. And so he's like, why don't we put some kicks? on your overlay, like, let's make it spinorita. And I'm like, yes. So he was like, send me your favorite, like Air Max that you love or like your favorite kicks. And I'm like, all right, cool. So I sent him those two, I sent him those, the Cortez's that have the platform. Um, I forgot what designer that was, but they made that, um, that style. Um, I sent him these other shoes that I never were able to buy. I sent him shoes that I probably don't I have those two Air Max though. But uh yeah, he was so cool about like adding that in. I didn't even think about it. I'm like, yeah, that's a good idea. And uh he made me these custom hoop earrings in the corner of my overlay that say spinurita. And some people asked me if they could buy them. I'm like, I don't oh. they're not real. Like merch merch <laughs> idea. Great idea. Yeah, just, yeah, they're like, can we buy those? My my wife loves them. I'm like sorry, dude, like uh, maybe one day eventually, I don't know, you know, so, but yeah, shout out to Yijor big time. He was the one that inspired me. I used to have a crew called the Shoe Holes in San Francisco, where we love shoes and threw parties. Um, the one party we threw, we had Rich Medina and Lady Alma came to perform. And that was like such an amazing night, like just having those two talented people. And doing it for for the shoe culture. <laughs>
0: yeah, you know what's cool though is like you. I realize you have like a really strong relationship with a lot of Philly folks. You got Matthew Law, you got Lil Dave, Rich Medina, Lady Alma, who was actually on the show last year around June. And these mm-hmm. are really like influential and inspirational people from Philly. Shout out my homie Sonny James in the chat, also from Philly. <laughs>
1: um,
0: is there? Are you, have you always like kind of gravitated to Philadelphia for music stuff
1: as well? Um, I think it's just like, like-minded music people, you know, like, um, that's what my family says. They're like, you have friends everywhere. And I'm like, it's just cause the love of music, you know, we like find our, we find each other. And then it's just that connection that, uh, we make, like, I remember I went to New York a few years ago and I met up with, um. Uh, record breaking. Oh, gosh, what's I can't I'm forgetting Junior. our Junior. Yeah, I met up with Junior. He took me to have a Philly cheese steak at Ishka Bibbles. And, uh, you know, we went around and hung out. And uh, yeah, I mean, I think we spoke before we we started the stream, um, capital A that I, he did, I did a track with him. Um, he was out in Philly for a while, I believe. Um, he's originally from the UK, but I think he was in Philly. And then we met in San Francisco. Uh, but yeah, Philly—the music there is so amazing. Like the East Coast, and you know, London has my heart always. That's, I, you know, that moving there seems like such a faraway dream. But um, it, I've just been fortunate enough to connect with so many music folks from around the world. You know, so
0: I guess that's one of the one of the cool things about LA too, being that it's like a lot of people come to LA for music stuff. Like you know, I think Benji B's been out there. Giles, like the, all these guys. You know, all these, like, LA... I mean, uh, UK legends that, you know, they come through. with this like a kind of cultural exchange. We talked a bit about the Philly and UK exchange, too. But, yeah, definitely there's an LA thing there as well. Um, and especially, you know, you're talk- I want to talk about this a little bit later. But just, like, yeah, the rave scene and all the music that you like. You know, drum and bass and jungle and mm-hmm. stuff like that. A lot of it is very UK-influenced. So, I want get- to talk about that a little bit later. But just while we're on the Twitch stuff, um, you know, you mentioned a little bit about, um, you know, how... It- you said people uh, that tuned into your Twi- Twitch channel throughout the pandemic, you know, they they said they reached out to you and said, you know, you re- that really helped them survive the pandemic. You really, you know, saved mm-hmm. them. Did broadcasting through the pandemic help you kind of keep above water mentally as well?
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I, you know, I built so many friendships and relationships from just not even just my channel, but your channel, like Four Color Zach, um, you know, just everybody that we were just hanging out and i found out about discord and then we were like all in there like having drinks and you know i was home with my family and this was my escape i would pretty much get dressed as if i was going to go dj at a club and go out to my garage and once it was once my setup was like super easy to just turn on and press play like i just was like this is this is perfect for me you know um and then i did like themed some themed days like thursdays is called plur's day on my channel for like the rave stuff and then friday's like funk a lot of funk vinyl and so it just inspired me actually it made me a better dj like i was djing four or five times a week and i just got better like it just you know it was like practice like two hours three hours sometimes five hours and it was you know the best way for me to just keep building and getting better and better because that's my thing is like i don't want to just be a name i want to have skills behind it you know like i know that things like that can happen and people get booked just because they're popular but i just really want to be known for being a skillful dj because i really um appreciate the craft and um yeah it mentally it saved me too like I didn't have much going on besides DJing. So yeah, it was, it was really dope. And to share like music, I really like, you know, like I said, um, I could do a mainstream set, which is fun. I I enjoy it too, but there's so much stuff that I love that I'm sure a lot of people hadn't heard before. And that's something that I love to do is I put people onto new music. So that was really fun for me.
0: Yeah. And, and I mean, I think about it and yeah, like music is the thing that kind of keeps me going um and and helps me kind of through things. Does and you know, how does does music kind of like help you in general through the ups and downs of life as well?
1: Oh yeah. I mean, it's like I feel I've found my passion in life. Like I've finally found what I love to do and I think that that sometimes take a, takes a lifetime to find and I'm so grateful and probably because of Twitch and the pandemic. I mean, I, like I said, I was DJing a lot in LA before. I think I was just trying to like build my name up and, you know, get out there. And then when everything shut down and it was just a, a change, like we were, it was, it just felt different. Um, It made me realize like how much I really love DJing and, you know, spreading music. So um, to find your passion in life is just, it's just a gift. You know, like somebody told me like, yo, you might be only making, I don't know, $30,000 a year, but if you found your passion, like you are already winning in life. Like you can pay your bills and do the extra things you want to do, then you're winning. And I'm like, damn, that's true. You know, like, 100%. cause it is scary to live off music. <laughs> like this yes. is my first time ever living off of music. So I'm always like, Oh my God, like, am I going to make it, you know, but, um, you know, it's, it mentally, it definitely like made me realize this is what I love and I'm just going to keep pursuing it and keep seeing where it goes, you know, see what happens.
0: I love what you talked about just before too, about, you know, it made you a better DJ. I, I, I'd like to agree with you on that and, and say that, yeah, like I, I don't stream as often, but the, the kind of the intention that you go into like streaming, um, if you're if you're like, I want to stream music that I care about and really love, I really want to celebrate that music and share that music, it kind of, mm-hmm. by default, you're doing it more often, right? You're you're going into that kind of place in your mind of like, who, what is it that I really love and thinking about it and manifesting this thing of like, I'm going to get better at playing the music that I love. Because I know that like, in my life, and I'm sure you, you could probably relate, when you go to a, a, you know, a club, if it's not an event that you're you're promoting actively it's your night. If you're getting booked to play it at a venue, often you're at the kind of mercy of playing to that audience. And that's kind of your responsibility in a way. Um, You don't want to Mm -hmm. like shove music down people's throats. But with Twitch, you know, it's all, you're in control of everything. But because of that, you're, I feel like you're able to kind of explore more of your identity and what that means as who you are as a DJ. Would you agree?
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. I mean, I never really, uh you know straight away from the music that I like when I started on Twitch you know I just was like I like these records I like the style I'm gonna change it up sometimes I'm gonna play jungle sometimes I'm gonna play techno sometimes I'm gonna play oldies um you know and uh it just I was so surprised that people were sticking around for it I'm like dang like they're still here (laughs) they don't want to hear like you know what's the I mean also too in the pandemic I there wasn't a lot of music. I don't know if there was like a lot of music coming out. It was hard. And you know, artists were too, we're like, what are we going to do? So um, I kind of strayed away from, not purposely, but like, you know, the usual stuff, like 90s R&B and all that, like, I, which I love, but I just felt like, why don't I play this and see what happens? And like I said, people were staying and like, this is cool. I'm like, what? You like it? Yay. Like, heck yeah. So it was so nice to, you know, be able to push artists that i love i've always done that like i've always tried to like do that with through my radio show um, or that's how I became a DJ. Honestly, people were asking me like, what's the new music you're listening to? You're always listening to something cool. And I'm like, Oh, for sure. Like, you know, give a list and then homies are like, you should be a DJ. And I'm like, I had this barrier in my mind. Like, yeah, right. I can't afford it. I'm not good. Like all this stuff, you know, all the things. And then finally I gave in and was like, okay, I'm going to try it. I have all these records, you know? And then I finally bought a Serato box. And um I went that route and uh yeah, then it was like, oh man, I'm a DJ now. <laughs> so yeah, it was it was really, really dope.
0: Uh, speaking of which, um, you have a radio show on NTS called Casual Play. How how um how would you describe your radio show?
1: Um it's like handpicked music of artists classic and new i always try to play something classic and something new so that it can introduce people like oh i know that song and then it's like oh what's this you know like might be an edit or it might be something in the same vein um so it started as a podcast i was like i kind of want to put something together for people to check out because it was always like people asking me like what are you listening to and then like or people just listening to like golden era hip-hop which is dope but like yo did you know that there's like dom kennedy and polyester the saint and all these like rappers that were coming up, you know, that people were like, no, I don't know them. I'm like, oh man, like, let me put this thing together for you. So I started this podcast and then I started a newsletter. So I put all the, like when people were used to put their music for free on SoundCloud, I had like links to all the free music I played on my podcast. And then eventually um it got picked up by nts i went to london with good friend mama bear she introduced me to the folks out there and then she was like yo you should have her on nts because they were opening up in la and i did a guest mix for them and they loved it and they're like hey we haven't one last spot open in the schedule do you want it and i was like yeah so it's been almost gosh it's over almost five years maybe six years i've been on nts now um And I, I'm still so hyped to be on NTS. I mean, like the talent on there, the shows are just so great. So yeah, I started as a podcast and now I'm broadcast worldwide. <laughs> yeah,
0: that, that's the cool thing I love about NTS. It's also like a re- re- really great cosign for everything that you do because it's. I feel like you got, it's just a perfect match, you know, really. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, th- and thanks to uh, That Go Heiress for putting the ex- exclamation point follow command in there. If you're looking to tune, tune into um, her radio show, uh, casual play you can click on the link in there We've also got some other links to follow Spinny Reader on Twitch if you don't already um, And on Instagram as well. I want to give a quick shout out to that Goeris the super mod and and DJ franchise We got a bunch bunch of cool people in here to uh, old-school Vato 71 Marnie 626 Hilo C uh, Mighty Rel. <laughs> yeah, it's great to see you everyone in here. Thank you so much for tuning in. I see a lot of familiar faces Yopa uh, Yopo Tino Wiz. I hope I'm saying that right um and sensational great to see you all here thank you so much for tuning in everyone um oh. <laughs> um so speaking of radio though um la radio in my opinion has like some of the best djs in the world and uh, some incredible you know shows that have been you know just timeless uh, you know i'm thinking of people like art Laboe and this classic oldies show um where mm-hmm. he coined the term uh oldies but goodies." Um, What are some of the memorable radio uh, DJs and radio shows that you remember having a big influence on you?
1: Yes, definitely Art LeBeau. But before Art LeBeau, there was a a disc jockey called Huggy Boy. Um, He was before Art LeBeau, so I know of him because of my parents, and uh, he was playing oldies with goodies, doo-wop, all that stuff that my parents listened to. So I always remember Huggy Boy. And then Art LeBeau came along and he's still here. Yeah. Um, my dad actually did a shout out um, on his radio station when I graduated eighth grade. Oh my gosh, that's so <laughs> That was cool. like a big thing. Yeah, that yeah. was like a big thing when you you know. And Art LeBeau does all those cool like uh, shout outs for, you know, a little smiley or whoever's in jail or whatever. So my dad was like, let's call in uh, for your graduation. And we're all sitting around the radio waiting for him to say it and in, in our backyard and then he like announced my name I'm like Angela Ramirez, congratulations. I'm like, oh man. Like it was so cool. So um definitely <clears> our <throat> but K Day for sure. K-Day back in the day. K-Day's back now, but K Day back in the day, 1580. Me and my sister used to um record, you know, on a cassette tape. We put the little tape over the the holes so we couldn't tape over whatever tape we had and um just listen to like tony g and like all the legends i mean dr dre was on there like it was just such good hip-hop you know it was rap it was like electro. was all that stuff um and then of course um in my era power tools um, which is by richard humpty vision on power 106 uh that was like it was crazy because it was um like raver music on, um, you know, a big radio station, which was, you know, not well, it wasn't known, radio wasn't like that back in the day. So it was like, oh, we're listening to like techno and, you know, bad boy Bill from Chicago and like all the Frankie bones and all these DJs that I would have never known if it wasn't for power tools. Um, K rock, of course, K rock was all the alternative stuff. So, you know, Morrissey, the cure and all that, you know, what we called like rebel music when i guess when we talk about my raver groover days we'll talk about that um but like kevin and bean i loved and then swedish eagle also would play you know electronic music on um k-day i'm sorry and k-rock and then of course dr drew had love Line. so those were my big and another station was called groove fm that was i think it was after uh power tools and that was run by um a slew of amazing electronic djs um tony largo had a show on there and he played like uh uk garage and all that you know music that i had no idea what it was and yeah and um, doc martin was on there like so many djs so yeah, you're right. LA radio um, was definitely influential and and so powerful to like the LA um, music landscape for sure.
0: Yeah. Also, um, while we're talking about LA radio, I just want to also acknowledge um, and shout out the Anthony Valadez and Novana Carmel who do Morning Becomes Eclectic on KCRW, which is yeah. like super like current uh, current show. That's just one of the most inspiring. I really got I got to have those guys on the show because. They're just both such sweet people, and and KCRW is yeah. such a like a fun uh, fundamental like an institution in LA as well because it's uh, totally private, right? It's not a yep. corporation, um. But yeah, just, just let's rewind a bit about Art LeBeau and and um, and you know like the oldies thing because that's a really big part of uh, LA culture. Uh, you know the cars and especially Mexican American culture is that is that correct? Like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And, and I know that you love oldies too. You mentioned your parents, uh, you know, are in music. I'd love to talk a bit about, a bit about, your, about your family and, and upbringing as well. But um, what do you love about oldies?
1: I mean, it's just like the memories of growing up at like our backyard parties. Um, I have a record label called Backyard Party Records because of all the backyard parties that my mom would throw. Um, I believe that she is the person that taught me how to be a promoter how to be a, a, like a party planner because I would watch her planning parties at our house. You know, it'd be all about like food, drinks, music, guest list, you know? So uh, I remember we'd have to get up early, start cleaning the house, you know, and she'd have like music playing and, um, it's just. I would talk to them too. I really want to interview my parents for my radio show because they would tell me stories about like listening to oldies they met, you know, and my dad had a really amazing car according to my mom. And they would like go cruise around Whittier. My mom talks about cruising Whittier. My dad told me he had this one car that he, he cut the shocks off of it. So it would like, it would bounce all the time and my grandparents my nana and my tata were driving that car and he said that his friends would see them bouncing up and down on huntington drive and and my grandpa told my dad like can you please put the shocks back on because we can't (laughs) handle this bouncing you know um but yeah i mean also my friends a lot of my friends marnie626 like are are my good girlfriends um they're from el mani and that's like a big a monumental place for uh, oldies. There's like uh, memories of Almani. There was, you know, big shows and and um, just yeah. It, it's and it's such a part, like you said, of our Chicano culture. My Chicano culture. Um, it's really important to our community. And although I'm not like you know Chola or like in the in that lifestyle, it's still very important to me, and I appreciate folks that, you know, grew up with it. And, and, you know, it's, that's a hard lifestyle that, you know, I just, I, I can, I don't ever want to, um, fake the funk and act like I was ever a part of it, but I do appreciate it because it is definitely part of my culture, you know? Um, so yeah, oldies are, will always be a part of me. Like I saw, I remember going to Japan and I saw this, um, doo-wop, CD collection that my dad used to have, and I was like, dang, I wonder if I should buy it, but I didn't. Oh, <laughs> I left it there. Yeah, <laughs> I left it behind. I'm like, nah, that's that's
0: alright. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I mean, it's it's really cool because you know I I'm obviously not from LA, um, and when I came to LA, I started to learn a little bit about about the oldies and and part of the you know part of the culture, part of that whole world, and it's just it's just so cool to me. You know, like as an outsider, the you know the all of the imagery, all the cars, all the culture around it is just really the coolest shit you know to me in my opinion you know and and i and i realize how much it's spread and how like you said in japan how it's spread around the world and you know like it's just something that's so cool so you must be so proud of it and Yeah, um,
1: Yeah. when I I was in Japan, I played a Bobby or Rosa uh, release party and it was all these like Japanese folks that were dressed up as like Cholos and Cholas and like had low riders. And I was like, wow, like they are really immersed into the culture, you know, like they take it a hundred percent and it was just cool to kind of see like how much they appreciate, you know, like our, yeah, our style and our culture and things like that. So yeah, it's super important to me.
0: That's awesome. Uh, hey, look! It's great to have all these people. We got DJ Tony J up in here. We got D Funk in here. We got uh, Richie Ranks, DJ Fudge, Mighty Raul. Yeah, this is great. We got a whole gang up in here. This is so cool. Um, but yeah, what what is the like? What is to you? What's your favorite oldies song? Is do you have like a go to like? Mm, I gotta have um, this.
1: Uh, s- probably sitting in the park or Hello Stranger or what's that barbara mason song um dry dry your eyes um those are my three top three oldie songs i love those songs so much like sitting in the park it, i always try to play that in any set i don't care what it is i'm like i'm playing this like i'm gonna ch- incorporate it somehow you know um yeah.
0: what is so who is the artist my- uh, of sitting in the park
1: um, Bob. Oh gosh, what's his name? Hold on. He did Ughum Boogum too. I'm forgetting. Let's see. Ughum.
0: I feel like we uh, should be pulling oh, this up. Oh,
1: Brenton Wood. Brenton Wood. Brenton Wood. That's
0: his. Let's see if we can
1: pull. marnie six two six is probably like. Oh yes, Wiz. Hi Wiz. Wiz knows me so well. Don't let no one get you down by war. That's definitely a good. That's like my fa- That's definitely. That's like my wedding song. <laughs> oh <wow. laughs> <I get> <laughs> Okay. Yeah.
0: Well, that's great i can't i can't pull these up right now but please check those songs out google those songs if you can because yeah i'm gonna check them out later i gotta get these in the playlist because i gotta get an old i don't have an oldies playlist i feel like that's a major a major misstep i'm gonna have to get an oldies playlist cracking in one of these streaming services you know
1: yeah dude hit us up man we got you (laughs) i'll (laughs) give you the i'll give you the more cutty ones too because there's ones that are just like so like I actually my uncle rest in peace he just passed away and uh, my cousin offered to let me go through his records he would bring them to our parties his 45s and in a big tin and we'd play them and so she was like would you want to go through uncle carlos's records like he would love for you to have them and I was like hell yeah so I my record collection of oldies is so amazing it was cool too because my mom like that's her brother I brought the records home and she's like I remember this and you know so it was like a nice way to remember him and for her to have memories of him and you know so now I have this stack of like 45s and oh 12s of, of his and they're of course in pristine oh, condition because wow. he didn't really play them like he didn't DJ them yeah, they're yeah, on yeah. The yeah. Hand, like like no, fingerprints yeah. you know yeah exactly <laughs> so <laughs>
0: hey um, I pulled it up thanks to the chat we got it uh, Billy Stewart sitting in the park oh, I hope sorry, this is Billy the right Stewart. version um let's give it a run and see if if this is if this is the right version.
1: Wow. If you ever want to show, I don't know if you're going to show my darling. I got to go, but nevertheless, I said, You gotta be waiting. All
0: right, that's like I can play of that, <laughs> unfortunately, but, um. What a jam, man. Oh, I, you know what's funny? So I know that song. The only reason why I know that song is because Slick Rick sampled it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. What a jam. Thank you so much, uh, everyone in the chat, and thank you so much for putting, letting us uh, run that tune real quick. Uh, just a perfect vibe right there, hey? So- um, Yeah, I love that song. Since we're talking about LA stuff, I'm just curious to know what role does being from LA have on you as, as a person?
1: Oh, huge. I mean, if anybody knows I'm from the SGV I, after a while, I was like saying, I was pretty much almost saying my address and I'm like, I need to chill out. Like, <laughs> I, was like I live on this street in this city. Like, I'm like, wait a minute, hold on. Let me not give the Yeah. You, you know, don't want to get doxxed. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? So, um, but yeah, it's, you know, um, I grew up here Um, I partied here. uh, My family's from here. Um, You know, like I said, all the backyard parties, the quinceañeras, the and then when I was growing up in high school days, we'd go to these crazy um, high school dances that were like clubs. We'd go to ditch parties, backyard parties. And so all of that is the reason why i'm a dj um all that influence you know before i was even thinking about being a dj i was dancing in the middle of the circles I was battling people dancing like you know it, and la just has this different vibe too and we're so lucky that we have so many styles of music and we're such like a music central uh for you know musicians and djs and things like we had it everything when i was growing up i mean we had oldies we had you know alternative rock and um hip-hop there was a a club called unity that wu-tang clan came to perform like it, it was just like legends and then we'd go to like a ska show the next weekend you know or like a punk show in Boyle heights and um ska core and go see the beastie boys so there was so many different options in la to see just great music whether it be a small little backyard band or a local dj to like the biggest you know festivals and stuff like that so um yeah at project load i mean i went to project load um in college i met um some of my best friends um, rest in peace to gaja he just passed away but um you know i met my friend at, when i was at san francisco state and he's like i'm from Roland heights i'm like yo i'm from alhambra like they're pretty much cities that are close to each other and he, uh, he's like, we're part of Project Load, have you ever been? I'm like, no, I've been always wanting to go. And he's like, well, when you get back to LA, let's go. So he took me, they took me to Project Load a whole summer of like Project Load was like, it changed my whole life. <laughs> like just seeing like, you know, um, Micah 9 perform live. And um, and then also like, I'm from the East side of LA and you know, Lamert Park was like kind of far, I didn't drive so. It was really dope to um, be able to go into like different communities and like brown and black communities and be accepted and be, you know, like we were able to just come together and, and appreciate music. Cause LA could be like kind of segregated. Like, you know, my city is mostly like Latino and Asian. And, um, you know, it's just hard to like get anywhere if you don't have a car. So when I finally was able to like meet friends and explore more, I was able to like build more with other communities and people and see more and do more. And yeah, raving, I was raving. I mean, I did everything.
0: <laughs> I love it. And, and uh, you know, you got the funk scene as well, but before we mm-hmm. m- we get into that, actually um, it's cool. Just to, I, I feel like we just can't just kind of gloss over project bloat and, and what like we had well, for, we had Jansport J on uh, last time on this on this chat and he's he, we were talking about lemar park and and i know project Blowed, and and the good life there's like a lot of really incredible stuff that i mean there's i think there was a documentary i think this guy sketch has a documentary about the good life just the the mm-hmm. uh, that party and 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 how important it was to la city for hip-hop yeah. and stuff and the kind of music that that was doing because you know obviously people know a lot about g-funk and and you know like the, the i guess the gangster rap from la but a lot of people didn't know this other side of the music that, uh, other, um, you know, rap music that was being made and yeah, Project Blood, AC Alone, Abstract Rude, Mike yeah. and I, you got, uh, Freestyle Fellowship, all this stuff is like, wow, man, it was like a whole, like you said, there's a whole other side of LA, you know, uh, mm-hmm. it's so cool mm-hmm. that you were able to experience that. I mean, what was, well, yeah. some of those events must've been incredible, hey?
1: Yeah, for sure. There was a party called Request Line. Um, it was like affiliated with, uh, project load and it was like every Friday and if you were 21 and got in before like 9pm there was like five dollar drinks so me and my friends would like jam out to get there I'm like we must have been broke or something (laughs) we literally like run in to make sure we got in but we'd see like Medusa perform and like it you know like you said abstract tribe unique and you know all these rappers that maybe weren't on, you know, Power 106 or all the big stations, but they were so influential, not to just LA, but to other regions. Like you can hear other rappers sounding like Mike and 9 and all these guys, you know, and, and ladies. And I think Ava DuVernay did that documentary called The Good Life, uh, okay. I think it's on Netflix. I'm pretty sure it's on Netflix. Uh, but yeah, I remember seeing Ava DuVernay, she performed, I forgot the name of her crew. But there was a crew also called, like, Onomatopoeia. Um, my favorite was Medusa. Like, yes. I loved seeing her. And then when I moved to the Bay Area, it was so, like, the connection was there. Because um, Abstract Rude was on a record label called Ocean Floor Records. And so I remember seeing him perform at a spot called Rico's. Shout out to Rico's. Rico's also had drum and bass night, drum and bass and hip hop nights and that's what was really cool too about la was that there was that connection of jungle and hip-hop like there was always jungle and hip-hop parties going on so there'd be one room of jungle and then the other room of hip-hop so it'd be like you know raw deacon apx1 djing in one room and then it'd be like all these rappers in another room performing and you got like the best of both worlds um so I loved that that connection was still in the Bay. I went to see Medusa, like the independent and, you know, so it made me feel like home, you know, while living there. Cause it was like the appreciation for LA underground hip hop was so evident um, while I was there. And it just, like I said, it made me feel like at home. That's so So, cool.
0: I know Mm -hmm. we got uh, a couple people from the Bay up in the, in the chat. I know that girl, Iris is a huge (laughs) Bay area representative and a huge fan of drum and bass. So it's great to, to be able to chat about that today. Um, now you're talking about some record labels, um, and before we jumped on the chat, I realized I didn't have this in the questions, but I really did want to talk to you about your time uh, working for record labels. Like uh, you were, you said you mentioned you work for ABB Records, which is obviously a very foundational um, West Coast uh, hip hop record label. Um, mm-hmm. Can you talk about that?
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, I've been in music for over like. Gosh, twenty five years. I mean, even before. Um, oh, Malachi's here. Malachi, we worked at ABB together. Oh wow. Um, oh my gosh, I remember the first time. Oh, I have to tell the story. I remember <laughs> the first time we got the ma- or I got the mail and I had to give it to Malachi and I thought I pronounced his name Malachi. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I don't know how to say his name. Oh. I'm like Malachi. You're there, man. Oh dear. I was like. My name's- Malachi like <laughs> sorry <laughs> you know but um yeah I've been in music the music industry for a super long time um I went to college for sound engineering uh sound engineering or and I thought I wanted to be a producer which I am finally now but um I went the music business route and I started at a record label called Cosmic Flux Records and then I um got uh, an internship at ABB and um, I was working under Diane Payez, um, she was such an influence to me. I mean, she was pretty much the one running ABB. Um, and then I got to meet Malachi and, um, you know, just a great group of people, Justin. Malachi ran the uh, the record pool. And uh, for a little bit, I got to contribute to the like electronic music records. I would like reach out and try and get like electronic music for the rec- the record pool. But yeah, I started off under Diane, and then um, I was working in PR and marketing. I worked um, projects for um, sound providers and um, Mass Pike and Little Brother, and so it was really cool. And then... ABB soul was part of it. And before our stream, I was telling you that, um, when Benny B was like, Hey, we have this new artist coming on. His name's Mark De Clivelo. I was like, Oh my God. Cause that was like the era of when broken beat was so huge in my life. And I think I was like one of the only ones that knew who he was. So I'm like, <laughs> and he was like, you know who he is. I'm like, yes. Like, do you even know like how amazing, like I love his music. So, um, Shout out to Mark for always giving me like the credit for helping get his record out there because he's like Benny B told me that you told him I had to sign this because this, it he just lo- you loved my record and you know you pushed for it and I was like yeah because it's awesome I mean it's called Tides Are Rising it's a classic you could play any song on that record and it'll go so um, yeah we, I mean shall we I do spent, that shall we play yeah, yeah, totally. one of the
0: songs shall we play uh, we'll play Tides Tides Are Rising um, yes. For, for context. So this mm-hmm. is Marco Clive Lowe, Tides are Rising signed by Angela aka Spinyarito. <laughs> oh, my fader's down. Rookie move here. One second. <laughs> I'm DJing with the mouse so, for, you know, forgive me here guys. <laughs> we can't play this whole thing but um i think that deserves an air horn right
1: yeah hold
0: on oh, oh man we got the air horn here's the air horn <laughs> there we go
1: <laughs> i was holding back singing oh my gosh i i love that song so much
0: <laughs> that's incredible though i mean shout out mark to too um uh you know he's uh, a fellow kiwi Shout out Aotearoa, New Zealand people, and if there's anyone the chat, I know Kid Ku's in the chat, but yeah, um, it's really cool. He's he's a he's I've known Mark for a long time, um, not very well, but um, yeah, just because of his association to the music scene in New Zealand uh, and then Broken Beat as well, being a fan of Broken Beat, but it, that's such a cool story. Um, and and you've also you you played with Mark just recently, right? Um, in LA.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, we just DJ together. And, you know, we're talking about memories from uh, we put them on tour, him and Bembe Segway, and uh, they stayed at our house. I remember. Oh, my gosh. They stayed at our apartment and we had this like pull out couch. That was that was the only bed we had for for mark to stay on i let bembe have my bed um and this couch or the couch pulled out was so uncomfortable we kept layering it with blankets and blankets, <laughs> and blankets and blankets to try to make it as comfortable as possible me and my roommate erin we were like kept laying on it like it's kind of better you know so we had to warn mark like we're so sorry like we try to make it as comfortable as possible for you but you know and like Bembe, is a, you know, she's a woman, so she had to have the, the queen bed. So <laughs> he was cool with it, though. He's like, it's cool. Don't worry. So, awesome. yeah, it was dope. We we helped put them on tour, and I got to meet, meet Bembe. She's one of my favorites, you know, um, one of the godmothers of, of Broken Beat. So it was a time. It was an era for sure, and I'm so happy. Like, all that Broken Beat, like, love for that music has – I've become friends with a lot of those people. Like I helped Digo um, with one of his albums, like promote and promotions and marketing. I actually got him on SoundCloud and Bandcamp. He was oh, so wow. against it. And he was, I'm like, dude, just do it. Like you can sell your stuff on here. It's going to be easy. And he's like, I don't think so. I don't like, it. I'm like, <laughs> come on, man. He's Mr. Curmudgeon. He's like the coolest guy. And so he finally gave in. And now he has a whole 2000 black, like Bandcamp page and all that stuff. so, But um, yeah, I'm friends with like Daz IQ and, you know, just, it's just amazing. Like, you know, I'm so lucky, like just to be able to call people, those people, my friends.
0: That's so cool. Yeah. And thank you for doing that because whenever you've played, uh, you know, one of his songs, I've gone to the 2000 Black Bandcamp and downloaded it because man, yeah, like, yeah, you really support that music. You really showcase some of this incredible music that's out there that's just kind of like a little under the radar, you know? And I mean, I know the Broken mm-hmm. Beat scene was quite a small, uh, you know, as as some, I actually played in a, I, I think you know this, but I played in a Broken Beat band here in Vancouver.
1: Uh, I have your record. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's, that's right.
1: I have it. I love that song.
0: <laughs> um, shout out to Dr. J and uh, actually shout out King Brett and everyone, um, Capital A, the Sun Tzu Sound guys in Seattle. Like, uh, yeah, all, that's a, a whole story we'll get into another time. But, from knowing that scene it was really like that was a very small subculture even in London but like outside of London is even smaller but if you knew about it it was like this really amazing moment you know and it's so yeah. cool to see how people like Digo and other artists and like Mark still doing really creative and cool things and evolving with from mm-hmm. that sound you know like Mark I think Mark just put out a record recently right?
1: Yeah, and uh, Ig culture is really big in in still making broken beat. Um, Alex Funsi as well. Um, uh, Volkov is is putting a bunch of music out on Mother Tongue Records. Um, so it's really awesome to see. Uh, Mark told me that Seiji still does a lot of music under Peter Dolby, his real name. And then Domu is back, like oh, wow. here and there. He was, like, one of my favorite producers of Broken Beat. Domu was, like, oh, my gosh, Dominic Stanton. Um, He just put out a record with Digo under the alias um, Sonar Circle. Um, It's called Anachronistic. If you you get it, like, totally buy it. It's out there. I bought it at um, Vinyl Dreams in San Francisco. Shout out to Mike B., he, he was one of the pioneer promoters of the Broken Beat scene in San Francisco. Wow. He did a party at the top with a good friend of mine, gobo That's how I met like a bunch of friends. And that was the first time I saw Digo, DJ, and Daz. And they would bring all these guys out to perform um, in uh, in the lower hate in San Francisco. And, and San Francisco really took to Broken Beat, I think, way more than L.A., probably because the city's small, you know, like... I met, you mentioned Capital A. I met him at his party called Passenger, which was at Skylark in the Mission. And I would go every Thursday. Like, I couldn't get enough of it. And then eventually, I got an internship at a record label he worked at. Because he's like, you come all the time. Like, you must love music. I'm like, I do. And, he's and you know, I told him about how I'm going to college and all that. So I ended up working with him at Cosmic Flux Records, which is, um, you know, right near it was right near the top so yeah
0: cool i and uh thank you for putting this in here yo potina wiz um the mike b was the bar amoeba for broken beat that's super cool uh shout out yeah to he, had
1: a, he had a legendary uh, mix him and i forgot the his dj friend but they had a really good broken beat mix that they put out um at ab at uh, amoeba that oh, gosh so good so good
0: that's awesome yeah that's i mean that's it's such a cool such a very a small subculture, but such a really influential one. And it's, it. I didn't realize how important it was in San Francisco. That's all news to me. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I wanted to I wanted to ask uh, you about um, about your DJing specifically, and and I'm really curious to know, like, what was the moment that made you decide you wanted to be a DJ? Um,
1: <clears throat> I think it was. Oh, it was definitely when I moved back to LA, which is kind of weird because I had a bunch of amazing DJ friends in the Bay area. I mean, DJing, the DJ culture in the Bay is legendary. I mean, you have like, you know, you already know, like people know, I would go to to, like DMC championships and stuff, not even thinking about DJing, just going to appreciate it. And um, when I moved to LA, I'm like, damn, why didn't I learn up there? Like I could have totally asked like my hundred friends that were DJs, teach me how to play but no i moved to la and i was like you know what i think i want to try djing i kept talking about it so my good friend vanessa was like dude you keep talking shout out defunct's wife vanessa um she was like you keep talking about djing i'm throwing this new year's eve party why don't you dj it And i'm like are you sure like what and she's like yeah dude totally get your equipment you already have records why don't you do it i'm like okay so my brother he he bought um one of my 1200s from a pawn shop along with my new mark mixer and then um it was in the era of craigslist so i bought the other 1200 on craigslist and it was fun because all the homies came like i'm like can you guys come with me to make sure they're not a killer (laughs) like yeah so we all jumped in the ride and went to this guy's house to make sure that the you know the turntable worked and um So yeah, my first gig was her New Year's Eve party and my DJ name was like Angie B or something like that. Cause my middle name's Blanca. Um, So uh, yeah, it was was cool. I mean, I wasn't good or anything, but it was like, hey, we have all these good records. My records are really good. So, you know, I just play that. And then people that were helpful to me were um, Shred One, Sheila. I have to shout her out. Um, Also DJ Aaron Parr, DJ Destroyer. When I first got my Serato box, I had that tone sound going forever and I did not know how to turn it off. And I was like, Aaron, can you come over and check this sound won't go away? And he's like, Oh, you just have to do that. And I'm like, oh, man, like <laughs> you know, so the um and then my friend DJ Antique, um, he was the one that kind of gave me a lot of like Serato um shortcuts and stuff and so but like I said I I didn't really when I moved back I didn't really have that many DJ friends out here so I didn't have anybody to really kind of teach me how to do it I just had to pick it up on my own and be sucky for like a long time so there was a point where i kind of gave up because i'm like god i really am not that great and then finally i was like you know what i really love music let me try this so i i just immersed myself in practicing and then i got this gig at um, in highland park it was a for the art walk and i would play for four hours outside of my friend's boutique on like uh, york boulevard and that's where I met a lot of people, like people would come up to me, like, your music is so good. Like, we love it. Like, you know, where do you play at? And I'm like, here. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so I started getting booked more and more and more. And I, I threw a party at her store like a, it was like a website launch. I don't know. I just wanted to have a party. I'm like, I want to have a party. And so her um, husband, he created my first Spinarita logo um, and drew it on the wall. And we had everybody write their uh, lyrics to their favorite songs around my name. And um, I had, it, the party was a success. There was so many people there. My family was there. All my friends were there. I had Mama Bear DJ Antique, my friend Aso. So that was like 2016. And that's when my career just like really took off. Like I just started getting booked all around LA after that. So yeah, it was like when I moved back to LA, which was in 2008.
0: Oh, that's awesome. I, I love how it's like rule number one have good music as a DJ. And once you got, once you got that, it's like pretty much just uphill from there. Right.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. But it was definitely like, yo, you got to improve the skills now. <laughs> yeah, but
0: yeah. That's yeah. easy. That's yeah. You know, that's a matter of time and shout out mama bear. I know that you've mentioned mama bear a couple times and I really feel like it's important to shout out Megan because she also has a really great radio show um, in LA on um, shoot
1: lab. Yeah. lab. I forgot you. to mention dub lab. I, they're so, they're such great supporters of me and, you know, so many amazing DJs. And yes, Mama Bear is such a, like, she's such a vibe and she's so talented, you know, and um, yes, shout out to her. She's given me so many opportunities, like the NTS thing. She got me on the Vans streaming channel, um, which is no longer around, but, you know, I had a residency on there for a while. Um, And yeah, Megan is my true, like, ride or die. I love, djing with her. We just dj together at a party, you know, and um she's she's amazing. So anyone go check out Mama Bear's radio show and anytime you could see her if she's in your city, go go check her out. I, she's I, dope.
0: I think is there a radio show called The Honey Pot? Is that what it is? Yeah. Yeah, yep. yeah that's
1: The right. Honey Pot. Yeah. yeah, we love
0: Mama Bear. I love Mama Bear like especially cuz you know, I you and I talk about this uh, um you know, just between us about funk. We love funk music. That's one of our kind of shared uh, uh, like loves. And I know Mama Bear mm-hmm. is like a real like Advocate for the funk, you know, sweater funk and uh, funkmosphere out of L.A. as well. Like uh, R.I.P. Yep. funkmosphere, funk I guess, but she's always been super, uh, you know, supportive of the underground funk scene. You know, it's I think the the funk scene, you know, had a moment, um, and now it's kind of become more mainstream. But you know, like mm-hmm. actual like modern funk music is, you know, there's a scene in, in L.A. But it's a very, it's also kind of like broken beat in that way, where it's a subculture. It, it's kind of under the radar a little bit. A lot of it's kind of like, you know, shout out to a lot of the people like uh, Zachy Force Funk or, or, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, Randy. XL Middleton. Yeah, exactly. XL Middleton. Yes, big big shout out XL. I play him all the time.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Mo Funk.
0: Um, You know, there's a bunch of really, uh, Funk Freaks, you know, there's a bunch of really cool Funk Pockets. Yeah, Monica. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, big up Mama Bear. I just really want to, I I feel like we really got to give her some love. And, yeah, XL Middleton. Obviously, Dame Funk. One of the funk. most yeah. important people to, to talk about when we're talking about LA funk, Pasadena funk. Um, I
1: got to play Funkmosphere right before it closed, down Um I was in a crew for a minute, um, an all vinyl crew. And uh, it, it was so nerve wracking. I'm like, I oh bet. my God. And so they made me go first and I freaking killed that set. <laughs> like was like, what? And I was like, oh my God. And so the other home girls had to go on after and. <laughs> Man, I felt bad for them. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I love them, but I was like, I'm like, damn, y'all. Like, you know, we had to bring it. I mean, it's freaking funkmasphere. It was like one of the last ones. So, um, I'll be honest with you, like, I wasn't super into funk. Like, I was into, like, the funk 101 stuff, you know? Like, Rick James and, you know, not deep, like, like uh, funk freaks in them. And I love the funk freaks. Shout out to Devo and Loser and Lure and all those guys. Um, but when I got into that crew, Girls Gone Vinyl, I got more exposed to all, like, the funk stuff and being friends with Mama Bear and occasionally going to Funkmasphere and... Um, then really meeting like like you said, Zachy and Randy and XL and Monica and just seeing mm-hmm. how like talented they were and uh, how they, talented they are. And um, now it's totally a part of my repertoire. Like I've played the Modern Funk Fest. I've played uh, Ladies uh, Electronic. What is it? La- some, it's like the Funk Freaks Ladies Night. I played that twice. That was so nerve-wracking oh my gosh it's like all these like cholos and cholas that know like the deepest funk ever you can't come with just like like i said the funk 101 you better have some dope ass stuff or else they're gonna be like get out of here like i remember right before i went on i had to use the restroom and i had to beg because the line was so long i'm like can i please go before you have to dj and the girl's like you can go before us but you better shout us out i'm like okay what's your name (laughs)
0: that's (laughs) so i was
1: like yeah so I went up there of course i forgot her name i'm like so nervous like oh sorry you know like i'll have to get you a drink later or something you know but yeah man i mean the modern fun scene and like you said you can hear it in mainstream music now i hear that lizzo track There's a song on Beyonce's album that sounds funk. I mean, Bruno Mars, like you know, Anderson. Pat, you can hear all that funk influence. Calvin Harris. Um,
0: it's all there. Yeah, yeah. Cal-
1: yeah, it's all there, and so it's really cool to see. I mean, Zachy Force Funk is one of my favorites. I mean, he's so animated. His voice is like so different. Um, if you ever get to catch a show by Zachy Force Funk, go do it. He is like a force like he's a
0: force <laughs> yeah yeah hey actually i'm i really i'm so glad we're talking about this i wasn't prepared for it at all but i really want to play um a zaki force funk song uh by my friend also from new zealand it's a really crazy connection actually my friend Jalfonic, he has a song with uh zaki force funk and Reg, reggie blount um it's not new at all but um it's called pump and yeah it's like It's such a jam. And it's like, there's certain songs that kind of fly under the radar from everybody. Mm -hmm. But if you know people in the scene and you just, they're kind of like your homies, and you're like, why aren't these guys famous? You know, like, it's so good. So I want to play, yeah, yeah, Zachy Force Funk and Gelphonic, their song Pump, um, because it's a hell of a jam. So here we go. Make sure my fader's up. (laughs) Before we get those guns, we dip. Pull and stretch, the heart starts to pump and beat. We, we, we've had a lot of fun, fun. We've had our share of rest, rest. It's time to get
1: up on your feet, your feet. You gotta get it know what I know, what I know. am No You know what I know, your no you know, what I know. Well, I get up your notice before we get those guns. We dip, pull, and stretch. The heart starts to pump and beat, and beat. Your chance to bust a run, run. Hip, thighs, and chest, and chest. It's time to get up on your feet, your feet. First, I take a breath. Lay down straight with the backbone against the bench. Five, get those ten reps. Keep that form out of grace and stick around
0: that is zacky force funk and Gelphonic and Reggie blount oh, no. with pump and man we gotta give them the air horn for that one yeah it's <laughs> the jam i love that <laughs> shit um so um anyways moving on from funk stuff um i wanted to talk about like you know we talked about mama bear and how she was like really helpful with with and some of your friends were really helpful kind of getting you up to speed with DJing. but you're also involved in education with music in fact the first time i met you um at the serato studio in la was when you were helping teach at the Intercessions event there um so shout out kathy at Intercessions in la um they've done Uh, great work inspiring women and non-binary folks to learn the details of DJing. Um, And now you're also doing um, education stuff in LA as well. Could you want to talk about that?
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, Yeah, I remember that event um, with Kathy and I was just so honored to be asked, you know, to to do that. And, um, you know, I got approached by a good friend of mine to be a part of this organization called Give a Beat. Um, I was first a uh, guest artist we went to a prison called california city here in southern california and um he's like i just want you to we've been teaching these guys djing and i really want you to come in and just talk about your experience and and things like that and i was like yeah i'm super down um and they were telling me that they were teaching them about like techno and where it's from, like where it's truly from. And I was like, dude, that's so cool. Yeah. Like, you know, like if their main focus is like electronic music history and like teaching um, production and DJing for incarcerated folks, formerly incarcerated folks and uh, also kids and, you know, um, folks or kids that are in juvenile detention centers, you know just trying to give people an opportunity to, you um, get back into a society um with possibly a job or even a hobby that they can fall back on you know um so i went into this uh this prison with them and it was just so it was such a cool experience and it it was not like nothing i've ever been a part of i mean it was the first time i got asked to like my autograph you know like they're just asking me all kinds of questions like things i was like man like if you guys are so cool and and i asked them too like what's a song that like brings a memory like one of your favorite memories to you and then we like went around the circle and it was just really cool to see like these folks that were able to kind of escape their reality and and tap into um something that made them feel good so once i did that i like i cried after because i'm like this is so special you know and i have you know, things, situations in my family with like prisons and stuff. So it was a lot to like go through, but it was very enlightening. So after they asked me to be a teaching artist for them and I was like, yeah, totally. So um, I'm actually teaching right now at a a, a park in um, Altadena, California. We do two hours for kids out in the park. Um, But I also was teaching in uh, communities like uh, Whittier and Pomona, um, and those places are dear to my heart because my sister lives in Whittier and my cousins are from Pomona. So I would go every week for, I think it was eight weeks and we'd go to these schools and at first they're kind of like, eh, whatever. And then after a while they're like, it, it was all the girls that were super in DJing, like, can I, can I learn? And like, they'd come up to me and it was just all the things like we teach them, you know, beat matching and all that, but even just talking, you know, even just hanging out or like coming up with DJ names, and then I would be like, Why don't, what would that look like? What would your logo look like? This is what my logo looks like. What does yours look like? And so they would draw their logos, and every day, every day I'd go, and be like, what's up, DJ Grapefruit, or whatever their names are, you know? like, And they were just so into it, and it was so cool to see. And it was awesome to see, you know, how they identified themselves, too. Like, they're very in tune with their pronouns and things like that, and I was, like, learning from them, too, so – Give a Beat is an awesome organization. I mean, um, Madam Gandhi's a part of it. Um, you know, there's a bunch of amazing artists that are part of it. So um, it's it's just a great way to com- uh, connect with people that you know they might feel like there another opportunity in society is not there for them, but we teach them how to um, have this skill that you know if you want to surpass a, a background check and do like have a job and. DJing you can do it you know Mm -hmm. and um so yeah so it's been really it's been a really cool experience for me and I've been able to learn from them as much as they learn from me so I am definitely still a part of it I think our next session starts in February so um yeah I'm definitely still um, teaching out there, so yeah, it's really cool. I'm trying to connect Serato with with us, you know. I hope yep. that can be a connection because I'm actually teaching on Serato. We're teaching on um, Tractor, but oh. now I'm like, yeah, I know. I'm like, yo, like this is the standard. So let me just teach this. So they're like, yeah, it's cool. Just do that. So yeah,
0: that's so awesome though. And I really like how you talked about, um you know, earlier, you know, what music means to you and how, like, we we told we were talking about it, kind of like. It, it gives you purpose it allows you to focus and it's like you said and for these uh you know the, the students it their reality you know um and i think that's what's so amazing about that experience right Is like man if you're a, if you're incarcerated or you know even if you're you're a young person just struggling with the reality of life you know mm-hmm. you can do some djing or or find a, a love there i love that idea of like yeah, their their names. I must, you must get some crazy ones because you know, kids are. Yeah. I imagine they're
1: they're so cool. Like the one kid was like, "I'm going to open an LLC." I'm like, "Whoa, what?" Whoa. They're like in Sixth grade. I'm like, I didn't know anything about that stuff. Like, wow, you guys are advanced. Like, it was just so dope to to see their creativity and and their how their minds work. You know.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Well, now, this actually leads me really nicely into this question that we ask every guest that comes on the show. It's what the show is about, as a matter of fact. Um, And I'd like to know, what does the power of music mean to you?
1: Oh Gosh, it means like everything. I mean, music is now my career. Um, It has been, you know, for many years, but now I'm just, I'm actually an artist. Um, I never really thought, well, I don't know, maybe I have. I used to daydream, like... I want to be on a stage and I want to, you know, do this stuff. And now I'm really doing it. And, um, it's sometimes scary, but most of the time it is what fulfills me the most. Like I said, it's my passion. I finally found, um, my life's passion in music and DJing and producing and spreading music and having a radio show and being a broadcaster. Now, um, learning all that stuff. Um, it's, about my family, the influence that they had on me, all the different styles of music that my brothers were listening to. My sister is one of my biggest influences ever um, my parents you know it's my friends like it's us when we used to go to those backyard parties or we went to raves or you know we'd stay up till 12 in the afternoon and come home and lie to our parents and say whatever lie we could think of to act like we weren't raving it and my mom's like you're wearing big jeans like what are you like you know they were like you know talking about it on fox news back in the day and so of course oh, yeah. we, you know found out what we were doing um but you know, it's it's my whole world basically. So um, I try to be, in, I'm really trying to be intentional with how I spend my time, especially with music and my career, because I don't want to get burned out, um, and I want to be creative in other realms. So I um, am tapping into the music supervision world. Um, you know, I've done a couple projects in that realm, and I love it. It's so cool um, to have the chance to possibly put an, a song into a movie or a TV show and or a commercial or trailer or whatever is so cool I mean there's scenes in movies where you're like that song goes so well like in this scene you know Um, so it's, yeah, it's like my whole world right now. And, um, I'm hoping that it just continues to propel me, um, to spaces that I just aspire to be in and people that I aspire to be around. Like my main influences, I would say are Ash Lauren, Lady Monix, um, Byron the Aquarius, Stefan Ringer, Kyle Hall, um, Kush Jones, DJ Swisha, Jada Lorraine, like a lot of the young producers and DJs out there that are um just pretty much killing it and and I just love to see it so it's so yeah. cool a lot
0: of those people independent people too you know like uh Juke Bounce Work Cush and and these guys mm-hmm. uh actually Lindsay brought it up uh and when our when she was on 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 the show uh and I was like yeah these this younger generation they really know their worth um and they really understand that but I, yeah. I think it's also really impor- important to um to talk about, you know, you've gone from going to raise, and this year, you know, you've made some huge achievements. You you know, you played Coachella and Bonnaroo. Like, (laughs) that's huge. Uh, Can you tell me a a little bit about those experiences?
1: Yeah, um, you know, I was actually uh, booked to DJ Bonnaroo in 2020 um, and I was so excited. Shout out to the Beat Cinema crew that got me that booking. I was approached by them and I was like, are you serious? Like what, like, yes, you know? And then of course pandemic hit and it was like, all right, whatever, we're not doing it. I wasn't sure when it was gonna, I wasn't sure if I was gonna be booked again when Coachella did come back around, you know? I'm like, I don't know, but I kind of was like, well, I've been working hard, you know? And like, I've built this thing on Twitch, so maybe, but if not, it's okay, you know? So then they totally came around and were like, yo, like, are you still down? I was like, yes, I am totally in like, Um, that was my first time ever going to Coachella. I've never been, um, I've always wanted to go, but it's so expensive. So, um, I was able to make it out there and, um, I will say next year, I hope I play at a stage that's more turned up because I was playing in this stage called the turn down stage and if anybody has seen me DJ like I'm not a turn down DJ I'm such a turn up DJ like I'm dancing I'm singing and that's just genuinely me like I've always been like that I'm not like just trying to turn up for looks like it's just really who I am so when I was there my first set um I like eased into it like I definitely eased into it and then I started playing like faster stuff and then i started i played la chona which is like a big like chicano mexican song like and all these people got up and started dancing because that's that tent is like all chill like it's like folks that are like on one or like whatever you know coming down going up whatever they're on like these little air mattresses and all this stuff and all these people started dancing Like. Oh, and then i started playing prodigy and then the homies came up and they're like yo this isn't the vibe though i'm like oh my god i'm sorry because you know i love turn up music so i was like okay let me take it back and then the second set i was very mindful of being more chilled out about it but they understood there i didn't want them to think i was trying to go rogue and do my own style but my the homie was so cool he's like yo you're a dj like most of the people that played in our tent were producers so they were making beats live or whatever their beats were but he's like you're a dj you're used to making people dance don't even worry about it i'm like okay cool so that was dope and then bonnaroo was um so awesome i went in, i think 2016 just as a fan um and it was one of those festivals that's like super um inviting everyone's like high-fiving each other and like happy roo. everyone's so nice people say excuse me when they're going through the crowd so I got booked for that. Um, shout out to Mama Bear. She was my manager at the at the time. So she got me booked for that. And um, I was out there. I played three days um, for Mother Funk, uh, this really cool uh, event uh, folks out in Denver. They had a stage out there and um, I just did me. I was like, you know what, I'm going to play all the stuff I love and. It was amazing. It was so hot and humid, but I didn't care. I'm like, I'm just going to do me and have the best time. And that's what I did. I had the best time.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, I was was so excited, like, you know, knowing you for as long as I've known you and I saw these things happen. And I was just like, absolutely. It couldn't happen to a better person. Like you're so deserving of that. So yeah, congratulations um thank you the other cool thing uh i wanted to talk about which i which is a, a pretty recent thing um you know you recently released your first ep of productions which i was really excited about too um the the uh album top secret grand prix so mm-hmm. um, yeah it's really cool to hear on this release all the different influences you have in your dj sets uh and reflected in the in the production that you make you know like i hear mm-hmm. i'm hearing like little like oldies uh you know mi- mixed up with like drum and bass I'm hearing like some funk and I'm hearing like house music and it's so cool. Um, You know, can can you just talk a little bit about, you know, what you were doing with that?
1: Yeah. I mean, I've always wanted to produce music. I've done vocals before, um, but I've, you know, never really tapped. I mean, here and there, but um, I had an idea of putting uh, oldies with jungle together and because they're things I love and I'm like I think it would go well I want to try it you know so I partnered up with my friend Caleb Stone he's like an amazing producer I mean he's produced for so many dope artists and stuff and um, the reason why it's called Top Secret Grand Prix is because me Caleb and our friend out in Detroit have a text thread about music and so we called it Top Secret Grand Prix because it was like our top secret like jams it was like only send your most amazing songs you have in your library. So we'd all try to like send all this stuff. And so when we are coming up with the name, we're like trying to think. And I'm like, what if we call it our text thread? Like, this is it. (laughs) And I'm like, yes. And I love it because it's like kind of like based on like cars. And, you know, oldies have that lowrider, you know, um, Thing to it so it just all made sense you know and so we got together uh, Caleb and I and I told him about my idea and I brought a bunch of samples and I'm like what do you think about flipping this and he's like hell yeah so then we collaborated and like got jumped on his Ableton and you know we banged out like four tracks in one day it was crazy it was like we just were going like it was just all flowing he's like we, we both were like this is so good like <laughs> i hope people like it you know it's like who cares if they don't we're, i'm gonna put it out so when i told him i'm like i i really want to start a record label do you mind if i put it on my label and that's my first release or first release or whatever and he was like yeah totally like of course you can do it um, yes so um yeah so then we launched it and dude so many people have come up to me and said that they love it like they never thought jungle and oldies would ever go together but the way we made it made sense you know and so um it's my first release uh we're working on ep number two which is going to be a little bit different um but still same like really dope samples and like wait the ways we flip it um, and then an original song with me singing on it. Um, and yeah, I mean we work so well together. I know you as a producer, I'm sure when you've collaborated with people, like sometimes it just goes, and sometimes it's like ah, it just takes forever, or like you scrap stuff or like stuff doesn't work. But luckily with Caleb and I, like it usually always goes well. And so people have been asking me when I'm gonna put it on vinyl. I'm trying to figure that out, you know. But, but um, yeah, it's it's didn't pretty well for you know what I think and I just think it's like one of those EPs you can put on and it's just have it on repeat like I've done it where I'm like I, it's just so good <laughs> I you just keep listening to it you know and that's what a lot of people tell me so I'm just so grateful that I found a production partner that I can learn from and work with and vibe with and we get along so well there's never any drama or anything like that we just go in and work we're all about like let's just get it done let's and i went to a studio the other day and like freaking slug christ was there from um awful records i didn't even know who he was at first and then he's like oh it's slug, slug christ i'm like oh my god i love <laughs> awful records you don't even understand so yeah i mean it's 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 been it's been awesome to work with caleb and and bring to life music i love i we did remix um wars uh, don't let no one get you down um it's I'll send it to you. Okay. I'll send it to you. Okay.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, please do. Yeah. It's so cool yeah. though. Um. You know, yeah, it was really cool to see you also put that record out. And I totally agree with you. It's very hard to find collaborators that you have like kind of just a very natural understanding of roles and, uh, you know, kind of can put, put aside your, I don't know, I don't want to say ego necessarily, but, you know, just like you're, if you've got a, if you want to do something and the other person doesn't want to do that you got to be able to figure out a compromise and sometimes mm-hmm. that's really hard some people don't are less good with compromise you know because they have artistic vision and they really want to stick to that and it's very hard to have those things all line up so when they do it's yeah magical so that's that's really fantastic to hear it's great to hear you guys are doing more stuff too um, yeah but look um I want to, I want to, I, we should probably uh, wrap this interview up here. Um, I want to thank you so mm-hmm. much for your, for your time today, uh, Rita. And I also want to say Rita as a DJ name is just chef's kiss. It's such a fantastic <laughs> DJ name. I've always thought that. And I, I need have to, to you know.
1: shout. Yes. I have to shout out. I don't know if he's still in here. Your, your partner with, he's the one that gave me the name oh okay <laughs> he gave me the name yeah he's he's responsible for spinorita we're trying to come up with dj names forever and then he called me he was like i got your name i'm like what is it and he's like it's perfect i'm like just tell me what it is and he's like spinorita i'm like yeah because it was like <laughs> you know it encompasses my chicana side it encompasses like my female femme side like it's just it's just all in one. I trademarked it cause it's so good. I it's mean, so good. everyone, every, I swear, it's like the first thing they say, I love your DJ name. I'm like, it's original. Like no yeah. one can ever take it, you know? And they literally can't. Yeah. Yo. <laughs> Unless they want to pay me. <laughs> <laughs> your partner was,
0: I'm glad you told me how to say the name. Cause you know, this is a struggle <laughs> with Twitch. Thank you. But big up your partner was, that is an incredible, incredible name. It's so good. And, um, yeah. Um, Thank you so much again, Spinerita. I'm going to be back in LA at the end of the month, and I hope we get to hang out, uh, grab some food or, or catch up, because, uh, yeah, this has been great, but I I definitely want the IRL experience again. Um,
1: yes, thank you so much, Matt, too, for everything, all the support, you know, all the music I learned from you, too. It's, yeah, and you're such a genuine person so thank you so thank you for helping with all the serato stuff too oh my (laughs) gosh like i don't know if anybody ever gets to thank you but we all thank you so much like you are such a gem like i literally could text you like yo i don't know and you're like oh hold on like what i mean i don't get customer service like that anywhere so (laughs) thank you (laughs) thank
0: you i can't do that for everyone but yeah definitely thank you um definitely for the people i can it's it's a pleasure to be able to help you and it's a pleasure to have you on the show pleasure to know you and before i go i do want to play uh one of the songs my favorite song off your ep um with caleb stone free i just love this and this is a bit more of on the plural's day tip if you Mm -hmm. will but um yeah just as as we go out um oh yeah and remember if you spell Spinurita, make sure you got the enya in there because i had to tell a couple people you got to get the N Y in there if you don't know what an enya yeah. is, we got an illustration <laughs> emote right there for you.
1: Oh, see, heck yeah! <laughs> <laughs> but um,
0: yep. yeah. Okay, so we're gonna run this, but thank you um so much uh, everyone for tuning in. Shout out Defunk, Reyna two five zero seven, DJ Loki. Thank you so much for the for the raid, Big Buddy Nock, uh Anyone anyone you want to shout out before we go? I mean, this oh is God, in the yes, tradition of the Art whole LeBeau. Chat
1: chat i love you so much thank you i haven't been on twitch in a while but i'm coming back and i you you guys i can't name you all but you are amazing thank you thank you thank you from the bottom of my heart i love you all i can't wait to see you on august 27th come through my two-year twitch anniversary la twitch meetup party um it's gonna be the shit and come to my channel i'm back on so thank you all of you i love you all the homies out there (laughs)
0: <laughs> Thank you so much. And also a big shout out. Thank you. That go Aris for an incredible modding today. Appreciate you very much. And we'll see you back here soon or on Spin your readers channel. Yeah. All right. Peace. <laughs>